What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Somebody's Mama Podcast, where your host, Nicole and Indra. And this episode is episode 76. Come on now. We are inching every week closer to 100 episodes. Yeah, that's crazy to say. That's really crazy. But we yes. are we're, we're super close. Yeah, we're super close. And as always, thank you guys for watching or listening. We really do appreciate it. We have so much ah, so much fun stuff to talk about today. So, Kendra, let's just get it started. What have you been up to? Where have you been? You know Kendra just be jumping on a plane, y'all. Um I ain't been nowhere this week. Um so I think I told you guys in the last episode that uh, my husband was out of town. My kids were sick. My kids were homesick like three days last week. Um, so that was rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and so when then when my husband came home, he ended up getting sick from the kids as well. Oh. As you guys can hear my voice, like I I got over it like last week, but have like this lingering cough. Yeah. So I had to do a lot of editing out of last week's episode because I was like constantly coughing. But um, yeah, so it was like, that was, you know, it's always a long week when your kids are sick and then my husband was sick. So I had to like kind of take care of him and like, uh, but thank God everybody is better this week. Um, And I am on week three of the gym. So yay me. (laughs) Okay, consistency. Yeah, so I mean, I, I missed a couple of days last week because the kids were sick, but um, I'm actually like looking forward to it now. Like, I feel like the hardest part is like getting in the car, but um, I'm actually like really enjoying it. I was telling my husband today, like, there's these ladies at the gym that I kind of like want to work out with, but I don't know how to approach them because um, I, I always see them working out together, but I'm like, I don't know if it's like a training group mm. where one of them is a trainer and like you know it's like a little paid situation I'm not sure so I just be like <laughs> I just be calling and waving at them like hopefully one day they'll invite me in because <laughs> child I don't know what I'm doing like I go do my little stuff that I've seen on TikTok or whatever and it's kind of you know it's a little intimidating to go like where the weights and stuff are because there's yeah. always people in there like Ugh you know, doing the most. So I'm still like getting my footing together, but I am like enjoying it. Like I really am enjoying it. So that's been fun. Is the group there, sorry, is the group there the same time every time you go? Yeah. I literally see them the same time every time I go. So I'll be like, and then this other lady, I kind of like locked eyes with her today because I think she's noticing too, like she's seeing me more often. So I'm not up on gym culture so I don't want to like you know yeah overstep or anything but if they ever talk to me I'm ask <laughs> listen when you can make you a little friend at the gym it goes a long way yeah because like they were all gathered in a corner today like doing because I always want to do like the little um free weights and stuff but it's always so crowded and I'm just over I'm just like by myself so I don't want to like be in the way you know and so um I saw them today with like the little bell um like the little kettlebells and they was like doing squats and stuff I was like I should go over there and grab one and see what they say <laughs> like, I'm, I'm part of the team <laughs> <laughs> right do you guys mind if I join so um 
Yes, I thought that was kind of funny, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll make a, a, a friend one day. I try well, to also, regulars notice regulars. So if you keep going, you're going to end up, you know. That's what I said, too. I said after a while, they're going to notice that they're consistently seeing me because I'm pretty sure they see people come in and out all the time and then they fall off and they never see them again. And, you know, so but I, I've been having fun, like just being there. I turn on my little uh, shows and I like to watch if I watch something that uh, if I watch something while working out, I like to watch something that's like high action. Mm. And so I've been watching the blacklist and it's been crazy stuff going on. So I just be on the elliptical like dang. <laughs> you be there like, okay, you 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 part of the show. <laughs> and then I drink a Celsius before I go. That's been like my pre-workout. Mm-hmm. So I've been having fun with it. So that's been exciting for sure. That's cool. Yeah. So how was your week? Oh yeah, I didn't do nothing this weekend. Like you was just chilling. Chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had family. Oh, we had family over the weekend, which was really cool because they were from out of town and the kids got to see their cousin and we just, we just had a ball, but it just started raining. Like, oh yeah, the rain was really on my nerves and my husband was, was of course out of town. Mm -hmm. And so it was really just a laid back. Oh, oh no. The time change. Oh, honey. Monday, it got school? me. Too. Forget about it. It got me too. It got me too. I was like Sunday. It really got me. I yeah, like, Sunday. Okay. Yeah. I was like, okay, wait. Oh, I did go somewhere. I went to. I went bowling with um my friends in LA. So I had to drive back from LA, and my I, I planned to go to church on Sunday. I didn't make it. The time changed. Like really messed me up. <laughs> No, the time change was a hot mess. And then Sunday night, oh my goodness, I got scared that my daughter's appendix was, that she, her appendix was having issues. Oh no. Out of nowhere, she's just like, my tummy hurts, my tummy hurts. And she was like bent over in pain. Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness, is this an appendix? Is this, a, is this a, like, I'm freaking out. Yeah, you go for the worst. <laughs> yeah, my husband's out of town. Then she finally calms down and it's 11 o'clock at night. I was like, we're going to school on Monday. Y'all didn't make it. No, we didn't make it. But this time I made sure to call it out. So it wasn't fluency or whatever. Right. Yeah, you got to call. You got to get them excused um, absences. And then you know what? When I called that Monday, I felt like the lady was like, uh-huh, yeah, I'll clear it. it. Right. And then, like, yeah, we had a lot of these calls today. Yeah, then my other teacher, I gave her a reason because I was worried about the appendix too. Like we went to bed late, but I was also concerned about Audrey's appendix. Right. But the next day, today, she was like, "Yeah, a lot of people just didn't flat out make it." Yeah, like, I mean, it's rough. Like it's rough. Bryson had a really hard time. He did not want to get up at all, and then like, <laughs> like, like we try to wake him up early as possible so he can have time to wake up, be refreshed, eat breakfast <laughs> and be good. Yeah, that baby was not trying to wake up. Yeah. He was leaning on me. He was like, he, was, he wasn't even trying to eat his breakfast. Like He was trying to get back in the bed. He was pissed. Like, my yeah. husband was like, I tried to put him in the car 
and he just like put all his weight down and like just drooped to the floor. <laughs> he was not happy. Uh, uh, and even today, I was like, forget it. I knew my son had a sub. Uh -huh. So I was like, forget it. You're going to be 15 minutes late. And Audrey, you're going to be about, Audrey, not that late, 10 minutes late. Mm -hmm. But I was like, forget it. There's no way you're going to be on time. And you got a sub, so I'm not even tripping. You just need to right. get there. You just need to get there. You just got to get there today. <laughs> yeah. No. That is funny. Yeah, I forced myself to go to the gym today. I was like, okay, just go, girl. You are you already up. Just go. Like, put your clothes on, get in the car. Like, I have to talk myself through it. Once I'm in the car, turn on my music, pop open that Celsius, I'm ready to go. But That's getting in the car is the hardest part. No, I saw this video over the weekend where the guy was like, you know what you need to do to lose weight? You need to 10 to 15 minutes uh, consistently go for a walk. He was like, if you can't get out of your house, and take 10 to 15 minutes for yourself to go for a walk, ain't no way you're going to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true because it's about the discipline. Like, yeah. that's the easiest, that's the bare minimum. That's the easiest thing you could do. So, so, I mean, I they just say house. that if you, huh? I walked in the house for 15 minutes. <laughs> Set your, synchronize your watches and walk around for 15 minutes. No, I mean, they do say if you walk 30 minutes a day, then you'll, like, maintain a healthy weight or whatever. So, but I'm like, the way this weather is, it's raining right now. Yeah. Like, and the rain was vicious today when I picked up both kids. Yep. Like, it was just out of control. I was like, I don't want to get out the car. No. And Bryce said he loves the rain, so he's, like, I walk up to the gate, and he's just laughing putting his face all in. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> right, listen, get in the car. My, at my daughter's school, I have to get out and walk her to class. I'll be looking any kind of way. I'll be like, look, I got sandals on, I don't care. In the rain. In the rain, we're going to get you there and get you back. I'm crying. I, I did have on Crocs, though, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had socks on, but I definitely had Crocs. Crocs mm -hmm. and socks. Mm -hmm. All right, so Mama Moments. Mama Moment. What's my Mama Moment? Okay, oh. so uh, Bryson, he is like, he's three, but he's very small. So he has smaller hands. So we've been doing really good at our house with like him not being able to open up the doors like to places he's not supposed to be. Because his hands are small and he couldn't wrap his hand around the knob to turn it. So if we go somewhere and they have like the handles, he loves it because he could just bust in and out of wherever he wants to go. But at home, we haven't really had to baby proof like the doors and stuff because, you know, he couldn't turn it. Yeah. Well, his hands are bigger now. Oh. And he likes to do things like, go in my bathroom. He likes to turn both of the uh, handles onto the bathtub and he likes to play in the water and like, you know, have a good old time. Like the other day, I just let him do it. I was like, whatever. Yeah. He was soaking wet. Like he had water everywhere. And then he goes, opens the shower because he's like, I'm all wet, so I'm going to go take a shower. Like he's just so Mr. Independent now and I'm just like, yeah. I don't know what to do. 
because I'm not used to this. <laughs> like, it's like I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like we would put him in his bed. He would just chill, stay there. Now he's like getting out of the bed. Like he's just going to do whatever he wants. He's opening up the door, like just taking everything, taking the towels out, like just having a ball. So I went and bought the um the little uh safety knobs for the doorknobs. He was pissed. Ah, <laughs> uh, he was like, "What is this?" He was so upset. He's like, I, I just got to open the door. Now you're going to put these little things on here? I ordered those things right away because it's like, it's a safety hazard. Like, you can't be up in here, like, just doing whatever, like, if I need to go to the kitchen or whatever. So, and he bust in on my husband during a meeting today. So. <laughs> <gasps> Wait, what? So my husband is on a Zoom meeting, like with a new client, and <laughs> Bryson. Oh my goodness! I was in the other room, but I heard him open the door. I I start running, and then I got to the door, and my husband he's still talking. Like, <laughs> so what happened was, I hadn't put the things on the doors yet. I had them, but I hadn't put it on. Bryson. Busted open the door. He only has like like a t-shirt on, like no bottoms. He runs in because when we get home from school, I take all his clothes off <laughs> because oh I don't like to bring in the germs from the school in the house. So I take all his clothes off. So he just has like a little t-shirt on. He has his iPad and he runs in the office, swinging his iPad around. <laughs> And my husband's like, yeah, so, you know, like the projections of the da 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 He just keeps talking. <laughs> and, then, and then he finishes his sentence, turns off the screen real fast, and I, like, grab Bryson. I can't show you guys right now, but, like, we just got a Peloton in the office. So he runs behind the Peloton, and I have to try to, like, fit behind there to get him. Oh. It was a mess. So I said, okay, I immediately put the little latches on the doorknobs so that he can't get in. And now he's pissed that he can't get in. But yeah, it's a mess. Like we're adjusting to him being able to just freely roam about wherever he wants. Oh my goodness. I love the independence, but at the same time, we gotta we gotta reel it in. We gotta reel it in. We need some boundaries. The way he busted through that door, I was like mortified. Like he He's on a Zoom call with his camera on. Oh my. And he just, he stays. He's so professional. He just stays into it because he's probably hoping, like, okay, Bryson's short. So, you know, maybe they won't be able to see him. And he does like the little background thing. Yeah. So I don't know if they noticed. I don't think they noticed. But child was like, I'm not running in the camera. They're going to see me. <laughs> like, I'm going to pop in. Okay. Right. They're going to see my head go, whoop, little baby, whoop. The braids just going. Yes, why get this thing? Like, oh lord, <sighs> that's hilarious. How about you? So, like I said, we had company over the weekend, and I was basically watching four kids. Okay, my three kids, and then one extra kid. Okay, right. mm -hmm. and so my mama moment is after the child left. Austin was like, "Yeah, mom. No, 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 no. The night that she spent the night." Saturday night, he was like, Mom, four kids is too many. It's too many. It's too many, Mom. Four it's kids. 
Yeah, he's like, four kids? It's too many kids. He's like, if you had any thoughts of having yeah. another, go ahead and get rid of that now. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's too much, mom. And he was like, mom, is this what it's like to be an adult? Is this what it's like? Was he like helping you out? Yeah, so he helped uh -oh. me because there's stairs and the other child wasn't used to stairs. Right. And she was fast, okay? Yeah. And she was just, she could run. She was a runner, okay? <laughs> and so I have Bri Bri who's two and the other the other child was two as well. Oh my God, God bless you. So I was thinking about those people that have two kids and then twins. Oh no. Oh my goodness. I was like trying to, there was times where I would have both of them like this. <laughs> like in my arms because they're two. Yeah. And they're, they're lit. Yeah. Robert's about to come too. But right. it was a lot. And so Austin really had to step in and like grab one and I grab the other or take yeah. them outside and he would play with them outside and have them running back and forth outside. Oh my gosh. And it was so funny because I told him, I was like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to give you extra time when they go to bed to watch TV. So you could relax. Yeah, so you could relax. Because you had a long day. <laughs> yeah, and then when I went to put the last kid in bed, mm -hmm. um, I kind of took a second, calm her down, let her get some sleep, and I come downstairs. And I'm like, wait, where's Austin? Knocked out. Girl, he said forget it. He just went to his bed and went to sleep. He was tired. Baby was like, listen, I had to sign up to be a father. <laughs> And I used that moment to tell him, yes, Austin, this is why you want to like get married first and mm -hmm. then have kids because it's a lot of work. Yes. And he was like, yes, yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. He's like, yeah, force too many. It's too much. Yeah, he was just like, force too much. It's too much. It's too many. It's too many kids. It's too many kids. He was over it. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm like, you're in a class of like, 22 kids every like, day not two-year-olds yeah <laughs> we're eight we're eight. yeah we're mature <laughs> yeah i was like oh my goodness that's cute but yeah okay, girl so tell us about okay we're gonna do hot topics oh yeah i kind of forgot the hot topics but we gotta talk about the oscars gotta talk about the oscars nicole was on it you guys if you guys aren't following nicole go follow nicole okay because she was <laughs> coming in live and she was coming in hot honey and she was giving the play-by-play -play, and i was all in because i didn't watch but i was all into the the hot takes <laughs> so many of you are not gonna know but for a couple of years i had a fashion blog okay mm -hmm. And I used to be able to get my hot takes all the time. I worked at a celebrity showroom mm -hmm. and I would style people and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So I haven't been like in the styled world as much. Haven't been really paying attention to the red carpets, but for the Oscars, I just said, you know what? I'm going to get in my bag. <laughs> I'm going to get in my bag and I'm just going to tell the people the truth here. And I think I'm going to go back and save it. So by the time you guys see this, I'll probably be saved on my page because yeah. so many people enjoyed my recap. Yeah, that's a good idea. But the red car, I've even thought about putting it on YouTube. But anyways, uh, the, the Oscars red carpet, something that a lot of people don't know is that celebs, sometimes they're trying to get on the worst dress list. Mm, you could tell. Yeah, because attention is everything. 
Okay. Right. Two, sometimes celebs will have a lot of options of what to wear. Mm-hmm. And they think that they should decide what they're wearing because it's going on their body. Mm-hmm. But Instead most of listening people, to the experts. Yeah, when in actuality, they should listen to the stylist and say, because the stylist is there to tell you that looks good on your body, that doesn't look good on your body. And so, anyways, I'm gonna put mine back up. But really, the biggest hot take from the Oscars is really Angela Bassett because. Yeah. No matter what everybody wore on the red carpet, she got snubbed, okay? She did. She really but, did. And it was sad to, like, see her face, like... <sighs> it was disappointing. You know what uh, Sherry Shepard said that I thought was hit it right on the nail? Is that uh-huh. everybody kept... So she said, celebs do not like being told that they're the front runner. Yeah. They're go- she's going to every interview and says, you know, how does it feel? You're about to be an Oscar winner. How does it feel? You're about to be an Oscar winner. It's Over. like you thinks me. Yeah, for weeks. And then the camera gets on her and she's sitting there. And she's like, c- clearly confused because these she's people like, keep telling her she's the Oscar winner. And she was like, okay. <laughs> Everybody else is like, she was like, like visibly confused. And then poor Jamie Lee Curtis, she won, but everybody was just kind of salty about it. But yeah. good thing she. And I don't even think it was necessarily about like oh this this specific Oscar. It was just like dang, she's like long overdue. Yeah. Like, and y'all pumped this up so much for her just to not get it still, and it's just like okay, come on. Like, like how long are we gonna do this? Like, everybody was watching just to be able to see her win. Yeah. Yep. It was sad. I love the moment, though, with uh, Michael B. Jordan and I don't know the other guy's name. Jonathan. I know you're over them. I know you're over them. You said it. But I love the moment, the hey, auntie. Yes, it's a very famous line. Yes, and I think it was a good like shout out to her from all of us. Like we see you, we love you, we appreciate you, regardless of what happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you still won in our eyes. And you know what? While we're here, why no? Oh, I found out why Jonathan had that suit on like that. Uh huh. It was an ode to um something Franklin. What's it? What's the? Oh my god! Now I feel bad. Uh, Franklin. Benjamin Franklin? Not Benjamin. Um. Oh my. Okay. I can't think of it right now. Anyways, he wore it as an inspiration to. I forgot the guy's name. Franklin. And then oh, I was really upset because you go to the Oscars red carpet, and then when you go to the variety party afterwards, you always change your outfit. Uh huh. And he didn't get the memo. He had the same outfit on the whole night. He had the same outfit on the whole night. But Michael <laughs> changed. This. He don't know. Michael changed. Yeah, he should have told him. Like, hey, bro, bring, bring <laughs> That's how you know they're not real friends. <laughs> well, no. They're on a press tour. No. Yeah. They're on a press tour. They're not real friends because how you let your real friend come up there in the same outfit. That ain't, that's the stylist job, though, right? Like, you should know, like, his people, his people should have been on top of it. But yeah, yeah, because he probably assumed, like, you ain't got no outfit? Like, what you doing? 
But his people definitely should have been on top of that. Like, that have you ever watched an award show? Like, yeah, that was reckless. That was real reckless. That was just, oh my gosh, that irked me. Um, but yeah, and then and then I thought Jimmy Kimball did a good job. I really did. Yeah, I didn't watch it. So I don't know. Oh, well, I thought he did a good. I thought he did a good job. He made a joke about Will Smith, and I thought it was, you know, oh, I did see that. Yeah, and it was. It wasn't. I didn't think it was anything crazy. I thought it was simple. He had to. It was the elephant in the room. Yeah, for sure. I think he did a good job with that. It was. It was like you said. It wasn't nothing bad. Wasn't nothing too crazy. So yeah, <clears throat> it wasn't nothing too crazy. So I thought he was okay. Yeah. And overall, oh, and then you know what else I thought was a beautiful moment. Okay. Um. We can go, but you know the guy that played Elvis in that Elvis movie? Sure. I didn't see it, but he was sitting next to Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. They projected to him to win um, Actor of the Year. They sent him up. And they were holding arms like this. They were like holding, Angela was like comforting him while he was, his nominations were going up. His nomination was going up. Did he win? No. Oh man, they set them up. That. They put they did that on purpose. Yeah, they did that. I set them next to each other, stand the camera, and see the two losers. Like that's messed up. They did that on purpose. Yeah, that's messed up. Okay, so we're gonna jump into today's topic. Yes, and if you guys don't know, Nicole and I are the glorious age of thirty-five. Yes. And um, <clears throat> we wanted to just kind of like, we were like just chit-chatting, talking about, you know, where we are now and where we were in our 20s. And so we kind of just wanted to like weigh in on 25 versus 35. And I ran across this cute little article um, and the blogger's blog site is Hot Mess Life. And she kind of like broke down like 25 verse 35. So I'm just going to read off a couple of these before we get into our 25 verse 35. Yes. The first one, which I thought was hilarious is at 25, you take a nap before you go out so that you can stay out until 5 a.m. Facts. At 35, you take a nap before you go out and then wake up at 8.30 a.m. the next day. (laughs) That's facts. Like, if you want me to go somewhere like late, we have to get it started at six. Like I gotta be already at your house getting ready or something. Cause if I'm at home yeah. and I'm supposed to start getting ready at like nine o'clock, I'm not coming. No. Like I'm just not coming. Like because then it's nine o'clock and then by the time we get there, it's ten o'clock. But time is ten o'clock, then I'm eating at eleven o'clock, and then it's twelve o'clock, I, I need to go home. Right, yeah, I'm not unless like I'm on vacation or like it's something where it's like a hotel stay situation, then maybe you can get me, but like yeah. at my house, no, no. Another one was at 25, Sunday activities are wake up at 1 p.m., go to McDonald's for hangover food, and maybe Denny's. At 35, Sunday activities is wake up on time for 11 a.m. brunch reservations due to the nap you took last night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because I'm going to go to bed early to get to brunch, okay? Right, right. Okay, let's see. I'm going to go to bed early to get to brunch. 
Right. At 25, you can still go out three times a week YOLO, right? Before you have a bunch of kids. 35 goes out one night a week, maybe. Takes three days to recover after said night out of debauchery. <laughs> Listen. And that's a heavy on the maybe on the once a week. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. He- oh, my gosh. Once a week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like who is doing that? Um, okay, I'm going to do one more. Um, okay. 25 best friend trips are planned in a matter of minutes. Cabo in July. Woohoo! <laughs> 35 best friend trips take six months to plan. Must get permission from husband, secure child care, coordinate with work schedule, etc. Oh, wait, shoot. I can't that weekend. I work. That's I don't life. know about all that, but... That's my life right now. That's my life. <laughs> we got asked to go to a wedding in the fall in uh-huh. Cancun. And they think that giving us that much time is helping us out to plan it. Uh-huh. And we're like, we don't know what's going to be going on in our lives all the way in August, September. Right. <laughs> we don't know. We right. don't know. And it's like four days. They want us to fly out on a Thursday, come back on a Sunday. And we're like, who's going to watch our three kids for four days? And we're just like, we want to go to the wedding. But... We 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 can't we can't even wrap our minds around it. It's a lot, especially with three kids, because like it's a lot of planning. Yeah, because you're like, okay, first of all, who's gonna watch three kids for four days? Then, <laughs> like, what if somebody gets sick or like uh, it's just so much to think about, and it's happened to us to where we've planned that far in advance. And the person who's supposed to watch the kids got sick. Yeah, that part. Yeah. And so one of us just had to stay home. Yeah. And so it sucks because it's like, especially these days, like life just gets crazy. Things happen. Things change. But what I can say about that is, is just plan it anyway. Get insurance on the trip. (laughs) And if you have to cancel, you just cancel. But plan it because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you deserve it. And you do have time to like build up to it, whether it's, you know, um, one of the days have, you know, one of your kids go spend the night at this person's, you know, kind of like split it up. So it's not all on one person. Or if you just get a little emergency, I mean, a random magical amount of money, just take the kids with you and bring a babysitter. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh I don't know. It's stressing us out, though, because we're like, because if you're not used to watching three kids, it's a lot. It's a lot. I remember when I thought because I had three, I would be good with four. Like, I thought four would be a breeze. That's what people say. Like, oh, it's just like throwing another one in the pot. No. No. It's not. Yeah. That's why when we went to Europe, we didn't go for that long because we were like, that was the longest period of time that we've ever left the kids with my parents. Yeah. And my kids got a lot of energy. My parents are getting older. And it's like, I don't want to leave them for 10 days. Like, that's a long yeah. time. A long time. And we did, I think we did six days. And we were still nervous about it. Of course, they were fine. But it's just like, you don't want to, you know, you feel like your kids are your responsibility. Like, you don't want to put off your kids on anybody for that extended period of time. But right. 
Yeah, girl. It's a challenge. Okay, so that is actually one of the challenges on our list. But yeah, uh, let's get it cracking on 25 first 35. I'm showing my age talking about let's get it cracking. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, you know, this is what's the bomb. Okay. Um, no. Uh, All right, the, kick us off. Okay, in the 25s, something I miss about being 25, first of all, is when you needed a good old snapback to lose some weight. It didn't take much. It didn't take it didn't take a whole lot. It didn't I mean, take- you could drop 10 or 15 pounds like it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Like you could just drop it. Like even if you had just- three day, oh, I used to do it all the time. The three day diet where it was like you eat like a boiled egg, um, um, a saltine cracker and cheese for like lunch, an apple. <laughs> You ever did that diet? I've seen it, but I mean, I did lots. I would do the the where you just ate one meal a day. Yeah, I did the three day thing so many times when I wanted to drop ten pounds. <clears throat> Whip that thing out, and it worked. It worked every time. Now, forget about it. And what about the fact that I always thought I don't know? I've always been heavier, but back then I thought I was just like so fat. I would kill to be that size. Okay, same here. Same Are you kidding here. me? Like, what? Yeah. Same, uh. here. same here. I thought I was just like, I just thought like, oh, I don't know, I got a stomach. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I didn't have no bottom belly. And yeah. I just thought my stomach was so big. And my best friend used to tell me all the time, like, you're not even that big. You're not even that big. And I thought she was just like trying to be a friend. Yeah, I look back at pictures like I really wasn't like I was a nice little size. Like, <sighs> then you look at the photos and the photos you just be like, like I was so cute. Now it's like, ugh. Looking back at all our little clubbing photos and I'm like, and I had a bodycon dress on. Like what? You're like I would love to put a bodycon on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Wear body con dresses every weekend. Okay, Forever Twenty One. Just get a new one. Yeah, literally, literally. Okay, another thing about my twenty fives. Uh, when I was twenty five, I would say just less responsibility. Like, I think my rent was like five hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Like my car note was like two fifty. Yeah. And I was just, you know, it was all about me. I could do whatever I wanted. Like I could go on vacation. I could, and I was still very like frugal with my money. So when I wanted to do something, I always had the funds to do it. Like what they were saying about, let's go to Mexico. Yeah. Let's go to Cabo. I could pay for it right now. Let's go. Yeah. You know? And so just being responsible for myself. And even like when you were just responsible for yourself, even when it comes down to like going to restaurants, you know, like when you go to restaurants and it's just you, you just like, yeah, order it up. Right. When you go and then family, that, four or five, you like, right. oh my goodness. <laughs> the whole family, like, dang, like you could ball out, order drinks, just get whatever. Yeah. What's another one for you? Okay. So in my 20s, 
uh, I got married really young. So I think I got married at like 22. So mm -hmm. in my 20s, what was really uh, fun is my husband and I could just get up and go. Yeah. So we, I was telling Kendra, we would go to the casino. We would have a ball at the casino. Mm -hmm. We would go um, be there till one o'clock in the morning, decide it was too late to drive back, book a room, get up the next morning and drive to work. Like we would just start, we just got to a point where we just um, pack a, a, the next day outfit. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? When we get off work at five, we're going to just go straight to the casino and play poker and just have a good time. And then we would finish and go spend the night at the hotel and then drive early in the morning and go to work. Like, what? Yeah. We would be in Vegas. Uh, there was a time when our parents thought we had a casino addiction. Because <laughs> we would just up and go to Vegas. Yeah. I mean... I feel like that was the time. Like we would, maybe my friends would do the same thing. Like, you want to go to Vegas this weekend? Like, find a cheap room, drive down. We didn't care about driving. That's a major difference between twenty five and thirty five. I'm not driving to Vegas. Like, oh, I'm, I'm still drive. <laughs> I, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not ashamed See, to say I don't, like it. The, I don't like the flight to Vegas because there's too many air pockets. I don't care. I get there safely every time. Thank but you. But it's Jesus. too many. It's too many <clears throat> air pockets. It's too many air pockets. You know what I can't do? I actually don't mind the drive to Vegas, but what I refuse to do is the drive back. So really? I think I think the only time I've done like that where we drove there and flew back was uh, my best friend's bachelorette party. Hmm. Because even by that time, I think we was already pushing 30. So wow. it was like, listen, we're not doing that seven hour drive back home because of traffic. Like everybody's wow. miserable. Everybody's tired. Like, no, I'm not ashamed to say it's above me. I, I, if I if I do drive <laughs> because I absolutely had to, like there were no flights. I had to be there or I don't know. But I'm just not driving. I'm not doing it. You, we leave early. That's probably what it is too. So like Sunday. I too. That's what I'm saying. I don't mind. I don't mind the drive there because there's usually no traffic, like no issues. The drive home, unless you're driving home on like um, a Tuesday where there's not a lot of people like coming home. But usually when we drive home, it's on a Sunday. And if you're listening and you've ever drove driven home from Vegas on a Sunday, you know exactly what I'm talking about. No, you it's just leave early. You just leave early. We would leave no, like six in the morning. Everybody's still on the road. No. I've done it. I've done it at six. I've done it at seven. And then I've waited all day and tried to do that. No. That three o'clock. No, I guess we just got lucky then because we yeah. would literally get up at the crack of dawn and be like, we don't want to be in that traffic. Everybody get up. We don't want to be in the traffic. And the last time we told the kids, we're like, we're going to get y'all up early. I just want you yeah. to know, go to back to sleep when you get in the car. But we right. do not want to get stuck in that traffic. Because we got stuck in it before. And then at the, we're talking about this for a long time. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> uh, we can move on to something else. But yeah, it, 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 it can, it, it can, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Bad taste um, in the mouth, y'all. Bad taste in the mouth. <laughs> um, what's another one? Okay, so I feel like just, just for our time period, mm 
Mm-hmm. Uh, when we grew up in our, when we were 25, social media wasn't as big of a deal as it is now. Yeah. So that is something that I did prefer about being 25. I, we did have Instagram, but it was just like posting a picture. It was like, you know, not nearly as any big as it is now. Facebook was a thing. Um where it was literally like, what are you doing right now? People would literally post what they were doing. That's why when you go back and read your old posts, it's like, that's so cringy. Like, why did I post that? But it's because it was a different time. And you literally like in real time was like, this is what I'm doing. And so it wasn't curated. It wasn't fancy. It was like, oh, if you had, some people did have a Pixar and like jazz theirs up a little bit, but it was no pressure. It was yeah. no money being made like that. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a thing. And so I feel like it made it more fun yeah. because it didn't have the the pressures and the anxieties behind trying to, you know, curate this aesthetically pleasing, whatever, um, trying to go big. Like it was just like your friends, like you weren't trying to have like crazy amounts of people. And you were literally posting your food. Yeah, food like what you for dinner. Like if you scroll all the way down on my Instagram, it's like you see like food with uh bad uh camera angles and like weird stuff. Light, all disordered. Lighting was terrible. But classic photos for yeah, sure. It was, a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. It was definitely a good time. Um I also would say in my 20s, even though I didn't have the pressure of social media, I feel like I had, like, I felt like hitting 30 was such a big weight. And I feel like I just had a lot of pressure on myself. Like, I just thought your life had to be what I thought was perfect by 30. Like, I just felt so much pressure. And because I think I got married young, I just Mm -hmm. felt so much pressure because it's like... I was probably, I was the only person I knew my age that was married. Yeah. And there's so many reasons why not to get married that young. And you're having to just believe in what you feel is right for you, for you and your life. Yep. And it's like, once you have, once you got married, it's like, oh, are you going to have kids? Are you going to, you know? And it's like, even when you're young, that the pressure of having kids starts right away. Yeah. But I'm glad we didn't have kids right away. Right. Very happy about that. Right. Yeah, no, I remember 25 was the goal to get married. Like people used to say like, I'm going to be married by 25, have my first kid by 27. Like, and there was this pressure of like, once you're reaching that threshold of like, okay, you need to be in a serious relationship. I feel like 25 was the pivotal moment where it was like, okay, you had college And then you had that period after college where you had time to like party, have fun. But once you're approaching 25, it's like you need to be getting serious with somebody and like on the road to marriage because you have to stick to the plan. Yeah. And I just remember like the talk in your friend groups was just like so centered around like, at least in my friend group, there was a lot of talk about being married, especially with my church friends. It was just like... 25 is the golden year, like everybody's getting married. And then at my church, a lot of people started getting married around that time. Like a lot of the people that were getting married around that time when I was 25, they were older than me. 
Mm. But um, it's just by a few years, you know? And so that was like a big talk, big thing, big pressure to be married before you're 30 and have your first kid before 30 or by 30. And like, you know? Yeah. It was a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure for sure. Um, Another one that I would say for myself was my knees were better. <laughs> like you, oh just, you could hop out the bed, turn your swag on. <laughs> okay. That's and you would be fine. Literally hop, literally like hop out the bed, like and be fine. And like nothing is cracking and like you know, back aches and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I miss my old knees sometimes. Uh yeah. I, I was just telling Josh last night my knees stiffed up. I was laying, I was sleeping, and I was like, Oh my goodness, my knees, my knee, my knee. And the other day I had to look up workouts that were like not too much pressure on your knees. Yeah. Because all them squats. Ugh, right. Right. I was doing a little leg kick thing today where you like lay down and like you kick your leg. And my knee was literally popping. I was like, oh, this is not safe. This no. is not safe. Like, what do I do? Like, I feel like there wasn't as much talk about your body physically changing when you cross over 30 really when you reach a 35 because like 30 was cool it was like you felt a little bit a shift 32 33 34 35 honey it just started gradually like getting worse it's like okay i got a little sciatica you know <laughs> <laughs> little sciatica <laughs> little oh, right. now my hip like wait a minute this is too too much then throw in there, you didn't have these kids. So everything really just shifting, shifted in your body. And so I feel like that's a huge difference in like, you know, 25, it's like you going out dancing every weekend. Like, at least for me, like when I was in college, like we went out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And, and Tuesday, we, Tuesday, even the Tuesday. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes on a Tuesday. And we danced. Like, it's not like how it is now where people just stand around. No, we danced. Yeah. It we wasn't no TikTok. We weren't doing TikTok dances. Like we were like working it out. Okay. Okay. Wow. And so maybe that's why our bodies are so up. <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe that's we did too much. <laughs> Dropping down and getting our eagle on. <laughs> Too much pop block and drop it. Pop, you know, always had us popping something and dropping something. Yeah. That's why our knees is bad to this day. Yeah. I think we're on to something. Yeah, I, I think that's it. Okay, crossing over to the... Do you have anything else for 25? No, I think that's good. So crossing over to the th to 30, 35 side, it kind of goes back to the little things we read in the beginning from the blog. But the turn up is not real anymore. No. Or as real, I should say. You know, it was always like, oh, the turn up is real all the time. Like, you know, like we were just saying, Thursday through Sunday. Like, no. Turn down. Turn it down. Simmer <laughs> it down. In fact, turn it off. We're turning up for birthdays. Okay. <laughs> like, that that time um, period of birthdays is the turn up. Like I start the birthday season in my friend group and it ends in September. So uh -huh. April through September, 
that's when the turn up is real once a month. Skipping, uh-huh. skipping June. Nobody's birthday. Skipping May and June, I should say. My husband's birthday is in May, but skipping June. The turn up is real for at least once a month. You can count on that. A, a nice brunch, maybe a, a, a out of town trip, maybe a little weekend vibe. The turn up can be real, but it's real in different ways. Like, like I said, we're doing day parties. We're doing brunch. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing dinner. <laughs> the turn up is not how it was looking at 25 so it it is different I am somebody who likes to fuck shit with my friends and stuff I do like to go out I like to have fun with my friends it just looks very different okay see listen my turn up is at home (laughs) I'm about to say her turn up is very different than mine (laughs) very different it's at home the movie there's the wine Things I look forward to is an ugly Christmas sweater party. <laughs> you should have one this year so I can come. I was I, I was really mad that I didn't have I didn't go to any Christmas parties uh, last year. You know I didn't either, but I was I have was thinking about throwing one. Um, I was actually thinking about throwing one this year. <laughs> yes, I'm really thinking about like ugly Christmas sweater parties. That's what I look forward to. I look forward to. I look forward to have to drinking at home and watching a movie. That is, yeah. You know what? I'm just wearing whatever I want to wear. Mm-hmm. I'm in my pajamas. I have a blanket. I'm talking to my husband. I'm talking mess. My husband yeah. will, huh? My husband will just have finished making tacos. Yes. And Those are my favorite nights too, though. Those are my favorite nights. Like the best part of the day for me is like after dinner is made, the kitchen is clean. Me and my husband are sitting out on the couch watching our shows. Like that is my favorite thing to yeah. do and favorite time of day. And I told him today, like, I'm like, I, I was thinking about it yesterday. It's a blessing when your husband is your favorite person. Yeah. Like, don't tell my best friend, but. My husband literally is my favorite person. Like we have the best time doing absolutely nothing or doing the grandest things. Like, you know? Yeah. And we've, we've said, okay, now that Arise getting older, we are going to venture outside mm-hmm. and start doing some more things. And I'm, I'm trying to get more out there, you know, I, yeah. but I get so, um, I'm one of those people that like if I do one thing, it's like it takes all my energy and then I won't do another thing for like another two months. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Like that's okay. I I that's another thing that we talked about in 35 is like we ain't trying to impress nobody. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. We do we not don't care. care. That's the difference between 35 and 25. It's like we do not care at all. We just don't care. And you know what? I think it's because you realize like in your 20s, you thought people cared. And then you realize, oh, no, like nobody cares. No, like it's all in your head. Yeah. Like, you feel like people are worried about you and what you got on and what you said and da, 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 da. And it's like the people that do care, they don't matter. Yeah. And I feel like in your 30s, you realize like, well, why do I care what they think? Yeah, why do I care? Yeah, like, I've kind of always had the mentality of, like, I know who I am, and if you don't 
agree with that, then oh well, because my mom always like kind of instilled that in me. Yeah. But I feel like going through college and like things like that, you do start start to care a little bit about like what people because I feel like sometimes people can either prey on you where they're like trying to paint a picture of you to other people or because if they see like I've experienced this where people see that you're a genuine person and for some reason they want to prey on that and they want to like try to convince people of otherwise and so then you feel like well that ain't me I gotta like buffet my honor like girl I don't care like I know who I am the people who love me and care about me know who I am yeah so like you sound like a hater like you know what I'm saying so I feel like when you get older you kind of like sift through those things to where it's like okay why am I exerting this much energy into this when it really at the end of the day it does not matter yeah and I think that goes to just um like you get older and and when you figure out that those people are like that mm-hmm. you start to create boundaries right yeah separate yourself like you become wiser like at 35 i feel like you're much wiser if you want to be some people aren't but like if you want to be if you want to be like if you if you look back at your life and you want to be better you will constantly get better the older that you are if you self if you evaluate yourself evaluate your life experiences and and have the desire to push forward, like you'll come to these conclusions that we're talking about. But if you're still in a place of people pleasing or, which is something that's really hard to get over if you're a people pleaser, um, you have to really put work in to like overcome that. But when you become aware of who you are and where your faults are and like things that you want to change about yourself and you put those boundaries in place, like Nicole is saying, like you can elevate to a place to where certain things just really don't matter. And you care less about people's opinions or perceptions of you that aren't real, you know? Exactly. I, I feel that to my core because it's crazy the amount of, different things people will put on you like perceived to you and you could just be like how did you come up with this whole narrative of yeah what are you where did that come from what do you and you know what I started doing because sometimes I feel like we also let things slide yeah like if someone says something it says something and they interpret it what happened wrong I started correcting them and saying like no, that's not what I was saying. I was actually speaking of X, Y, and Z. So this is what I was saying. Like, you get me? Making sure they understand my perspective and what I was talking about. Because you can say something to somebody verbatim and they hear it completely differently because of what they were already thinking in their mind. And yeah. so I've been in conversations where people have basically, you know how you say like people put words in your mouth? Like they literally put words in my mouth. And I'm just like, no, that's not what I was saying. I was saying, X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like that's another thing at 35. At 25, I would have just been like, in my head, like, that's not what I said. Mm-hmm. But at 35, I learned to speak up for myself because I do care about you delivering the information correctly. <laughs> yeah. And at 25, if somebody were to do that, I would just laugh it off and walk away. Yeah. And now I'll be like, well, no, I, I was, no, like, that's no. <laughs> because what happens is, yeah, because what happens is, you know, people will run with things. Yeah. And like 
as long as you tell the truth, I don't care. Like, and you know say what, what I said. When people run with things, they will have the nerve, like a year later, to try and run it back. Right. And you're like, that's I right. know. Yeah. That's why it's so important to, if you can catch it, help them get it right the first time. Because they'll run with that same narrative. Like, I've been in situations before where somebody else had said something and they went off and told other people that we said it. And I'm like, we didn't say that. You said it. Like, that's your opinion. Like, I don't care. I didn't give an opinion because I didn't care. Exactly. You gave your opinion and I didn't say anything. So maybe you thought that my silence was agreement, but it was not. So let me correct you. <laughs> that's, why, again, that's why I don't have a lot of friends. Uh, Cause I'll be tired. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it do be work sometimes. It takes work. It has to be, ta- it does take work. And I was like, you know what? I'm not in a place where I feel like I could put that work in, but now I, I'm like, okay, I can, I can correct somebody. Yeah, and, you know, mean, and it's, it's a simple task at this age because normally the other person will be like, "Oh, my bad, like I didn't, you know, I I heard it wrong or whatever." So yeah. it's not like a, a huge thing, but for if you're someone who cares, like for me, I do care about um how people represent me, right. So if you're going to go tell somebody I said something, I do want you to have it correct because I'm a very honest and forthcoming person. So I just want you to get it right. I don't care if you tell them, just just get it right. I'll be like, what? I'll, I'll be like, what? How are you coming with that? <laughs> tell me. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's something else? <clears throat> okay. You know that kind of goes under clear, clear boundaries, like what we were talking yeah. about. Um. Something that I am now in my 30s, I just feel so much like gratitude and like appreciation for life. Um, Now at this age, we have seen people just not make it home safely from just going to work. And just, I'll never forget in high school and college, my husband was like somebody he, this is my husband's freshman year in college mm-hmm. and it was like uh, no it was November mm-hmm. his first year in college my second year in college and he I remember it was Thanksgiving break mm-hmm. and he was like oh my goodness my friend from from high school she was driving up north to see her family and got in a car accident and passed mm-hmm. away and as you get older like that's when we were 18 19 right as you get older you start to realize like just coming home, all your family being at home, all your family being safe. Mm -hmm. Like you just don't take that for granted. You just feel just so much like gratitude and appreciation just to like get home safely. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, that was it. I would just feel like just, yeah, to just get home safely. That's so true. Like, especially now, like these days, like, the craziest things happen throughout the day and you hear stories like literally every week of people passing or something tragic happening or some of it I equated to like, okay, we're older. So things, things in life happen more. So like we're older, our parents are older. So some of our classmates, parents might begin to pass away or, um, grandparents begin to pass away because that's just like, 
the circle of life. Like the older you get, you notice more of these things happening more frequently because we're all moving with time. But also we're living in a time where the police brutality is at an all time high, where there's all these toxins in our food and in cancers and like, it's just running rapid. And then we went through COVID and like just so many tragic things that are politically happening. And like, you know, day to day, the news is bombarded with crazy things happening. And so we live in a different time period too, where it's just like crazier than ever before. And we just hear about so many tragedy on a daily basis and it's in our faces because we have on our phone and like, we're getting alerts about Amber alerts when, you know, it's like before it was like, Oh, you're driving on the freeway and you see something. And now it's just like popping up on your phone in the middle of the night. And so, um, I just feel like at this age, we are closer to, um, just seeing all this craziness happen and it does make you be more aware and um grateful for this the life that you have like wherever you are in life yeah like wherever you have you more appreciation for what you do have or just having your family with you like you said like i feel like our appreciation level has changed because these things are more in our faces. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, because you realize, like, no, you can lose it all. Like, you, it, and it's just like things happen in such the blink of an eye. Like, you can have everything one day and everything can crumble the next. Like, it just makes you just walk in life, just thankful and appreciative and grateful and just happy for what you do have and like what, you know, just, I feel like so so many times, especially with hustle culture, mm-hmm. like make the money, do the visit, make the money, da 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 hustle, hustle, you know, you know, you can sleep when you're dead, all that, right? And then it's like, wait a second. I'm trying to accomplish I'm trying to grow, 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 but what about what's currently in front of me? Yeah, and it makes it it makes it so real when you see someone your age or younger leave here. Yeah. And you are, you start to think like, I feel like that's why we're hearing more about soft life and about people like, no, I'm going to work smarter, not harder. Like that hustle culture is kind of fading. People are trying to work smarter and not harder because you look up, your life has passed you by. We're seeing people in their thirties having strokes and heart attacks and like, you know, this crazy stuff happening, like suicide is at an all-time high because of the stress and the pressures that people are putting on themselves or others are putting on them. And like just constantly looking at what other people are doing and just like putting that pressure on yourself, it's like not worth it. And I feel like at this age, we've seen so much. Like just with us being millennials, we've experienced a lot. And so- I feel like just being 35, it just it's just a whole different outlook and perspective on life. Like we are speaking for myself, it's like I am more appreciative of life. I am more conscious of, or I should say more um, I don't know, like not I want to say choosy, but that's not the word, but like <laughs> <laughs> um I am 
more selective on the things that I engage in and the things that I don't. I, I'm not saying yes to every little thing. Like, I don't have FOMO as much as I used to. Like, I am, because I was that person was like, I wanted to be invited to everything and I was going. Yeah. And like, and I still enjoy like going and doing, but like now it's like, I don't have FOMO no more. Like I will gladly watch you from my house on Instagram and be happy you're there and showing pictures so that I can see everything that happened because I'm nosy. Like, but I don't have to physically be there. Like if it's raining outside, if it's anything unsafe possibly going to happen, I'm not going. Like, <laughs> like oh my, my perspective is just different because life. Yeah. Like life is constantly. I'm so grateful for that, huh? I'm so grateful for that mind change. Yeah. When you're not grateful for what you have, and you're constantly living in the future, mm-hmm. you just always feel the pressure pressure of the future of something you don't even have. And it's like, yeah. am I? Um, excuse me. And you could. Okay. I'm over here getting sick. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, you know, also you can lot, let a lot of good stuff pass you by, like just not um, focusing on your own lane and like thinking about right now it is hard. I will say it's hard at our age for our age group, you know, because there are people our age that are multimillionaires and younger. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're out here drop shipping and all types of crazy stuff. Right. And it's like you you kind of have to just stay focused on what where, where you are. You got to yeah. be grateful for where you are because it's always someone worse off than, than what you have going on. And we're all just one little clip away from God knows what. Like Nicole was saying, we've seen people gain it all and lose it all twice at our age. Bankruptcy's like nobody's business. I had no clue. I've had at least Four people or so that I just thought were just doing amazing in business. People I thought were just killing in business. I can name two, three off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And then recently they just said, yes. So I've had two. They just like people are being more transparent. Way more transparent. And I think it's a great thing that they're doing that because it kind of like will help people take the pressure off of themselves and say like, okay, it ain't perfect. Like they're showing you certain things, but it ain't always peachy keen. Like at 35 to have two bankruptcies and like, but guess what? You also get to see them rebuild. Yeah. And that's why they, they would share. They're like, I, I'm, I did bounce back, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you think to yourself, they were in such a rush to success, mm-hmm. which caused them to get those bankruptcies because they were such in a rush and like just they weren't planning smart. Yeah. And it makes you realize like, oh, no, this thing called business, you should never rush it. You yeah. should take your time. I mean, not not crazy. Take your time. But like uh, uh, you should you should. Got to be on your own journey, on your own timeline, whatever God has for you. Because sometimes, a lot of times, when you rush it, yeah, and you don't do it in God's timing, that's when you see those things happening. Yeah, and it's like sometimes you got to take a step back and listen, and kind of like, okay, see how things are panning out. Like, are you forcing it? Yeah, are you you pushing it? 
the issue where it's like things are constantly falling apart in front of you. So and giving you an opportunity to redirect your energy and yeah. your focus to and if you went back and looked and like skimmed through everything and make sure everything was in order, you might catch something that could save you a drastic loss later on. So like when these things are happening, you got to like kind of like listen and be in tune so that mm -hmm. you can see what's going on. Exactly. And you know, we can save ourselves from these things happening sometimes. Sometimes they're just, they're a part of your journey and, they're, and they're supposed to happen. What's crazy is sometimes you, you see these people and you just think like, oh my goodness, they're killing it. They're doing amazing. And then once you find out like they're on their second bankruptcy, you just be like, you're not what is even real. <laughs> huh? You're like, what is even real? Yeah. You're like, oh my goodness, you're not, you're not, you're not killing it. And to think like, oh my goodness, I, I thought to myself like, oh, I would love to have a a warehouse like yours and then you come to find out girl and you sitting over there beating yourself up yeah you was beating yourself up come to find out yeah this used ppp money to buy the warehouse <laughs> but you know what's crazy it's like 25 and 35 is it's it's a 10-year gap. It is a lot learned along the way, but we're still learning, constantly yeah. learning, constantly growing, constantly evolving. We may have some things in our life that are aligned with what our goals were for 35, but there's still other things that we want to do. There's more to it. And no matter where you are in life on your personal journey. It doesn't diminish anything that you've done this far. Like everybody's journey is different. Everybody go, everyone's goals are different. Like I may have crossed off some of the goals that may be on your list, but you may have crossed off some of the goals that are on my list. And, that's you know, we just all have our own journey and our own path. And that's why we have to stay focused on the path that God had ordained for us. Because when you're looking at other people's paths and you get off track, you're messing up your own path because it's like, if you stay focused and look straight, you'll get there. You turn left, you miss a turn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really hard. It, it makes it longer. Makes it hard. It makes the journey so much longer because you got to make a U-turn. You got to come back. got to reroute, you know? And so we have to stay focused. Preach it, Kendrick. Show I me. mean, it's so true. And this is something that you have to remind yourself. Yes. It's so easy to look. I do it all the time and I got to refocus. And, and you know what the thing is tricky about it? This is the thing mm. that's tricky about it. No matter what business you have, mm. whether you have a business that makes 10000 a year, a $50,000 a year, 100000 a year, $20 million a year, every business, the biggest, biggest, the biggest business in the world and the smallest business in the world, Everybody has ups and downs. Yeah. And nobody gets away with having it just do, 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 no. Everybody is like this. No. Nobody. There's nobody. There's no. nobody. No. And that's why there's brands like Chanel increasing the prices. You know why? Because yeah. we refuse. <laughs> because they're like, oh, no. More people can afford it. No price goes up. Yeah. Yeah. If more people can afford it, then they're, they're going to be going it's like not exclusive. Yeah. 
and it's, and they're not exclusive and they're going to put themselves in, in a position where they're going to have more ups and downs but no if right. we keep increasing our price and keeping our brand whatever then we can go do 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 but then if um anyways i can go on that forever but right. yeah <laughs> nobody nobody gets away with just going like this everybody no. and it's right. it's the same thing in business it's the same thing in life and family yeah. and whatever career you have like, yep. you know, there's people who started med school with a certain group of people and they may have surpassed them and you're still on your journey. Yep. But your journey is your journey. You That's may it. be meant to be right where you are to learn something different because times are changing. Like the, the knowledge is getting greater. The the You know what I'm saying? Like in every field, whatever field you're in or even in your personal life, you may have looked at someone who got married four years ago, which was your goal, and they may not be married no more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all. Oh, Don't rush it. Don't rush it. There's people who, who set a goal to be married at a certain time, and rush they married it. someone because they wanted to have a wedding. They wanted to be married. They didn't wait and listen to, to God on who they were supposed to be with, and it didn't work. Listen. Or they weren't ready. We at the end of the pod. Not a lot of people are going to be listening right here at this pod. So I'm going to go ahead and spill a little bit tea because there's not a lot of people here. This might get clipped. This might not get clipped. Listen, if you made it this far, I know somebody who wanted just to have the wedding so bad. Mm. They didn't even sign the marriage certificate and purchased the home in their own name. And for social media, you would never know. No, because on social media, they have the last name. See. See. This is why you cannot take everything for face value. You have to no. live your own life. Do not live your life for people on the internet. Because no. what you see is not always real. It's not, it's not. It's smoke and mirrors, especially when they throw it in your face every five seconds. Yeah. Like, y'all, listen, you want the path that God has for you. That's so it. that you can, you can do it once and one time only. Don't force nothing. Don't get down on yourself. Don't beat yourself up about it. I've seen so many success stories of people who got married in their 40s, still had children. Yeah. Multiple children. Yeah. And the things God just aligned things up right for them the way that they needed to be. Yeah. So you got to live your own life. You live your own journey. The best thing that you can do is get in tune with the Holy Spirit and let him lead and guide you into where you're supposed to be. That's the best advice I could ever give anybody. And that's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. Just do it. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you, and He won't never fail you. Okay. We thank God so much for listening to this episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's it. That's all. Okay. Listen, if there ain't nothing that you ever listen to this podcast about, <laughs> let the, the Holy Spirit lead you. That's it. I never tell you a lie. I never tell you a lie. <laughs> let the Holy Spirit lead you. And I'm trying to tell y'all because it's so many people that force stuff where it's like, bruh, now you know. Don't do it. Just don't do it because you're going to pay for it later on. 
And the best thing you can do in your time, this is for the ladies who are still waiting. The best thing you can do, I know people get tired of hearing this, but it's real, is work on yourself. Work on your relationship with the Lord so that when your time comes, you're ready. Yeah. And you're ready to receive it all. And you're so ready that it can happen like this because I've seen it. Me too. Me I have, too. I have seen it happen in real time. Okay. I'm trying to tell y'all. You know, that's how one of the reasons why I felt like I, I um, met my husband because I was just listening to the Holy Spirit too much. <laughs> I was young. And I was listening. To, I was in prayer. I was listening too much. I was following too many directions. <laughs> there, it was, I was acing the test. It got stacked up at the tender, tender age. Yeah, because I was following by the book. Okay, and, yeah. but I wasn't doing it with the intention of like finding a spouse that young. But sometimes I think about it because mm-hmm. that was your story. I mean, everybody's story is different. Every story is set up with its own set of challenges. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect just because you did it. You listened to the Holy Spirit. Now, I ain't telling you it's going to be perfect. It is not going to be perfect. Not over here. (laughs) We're not telling you. No, not over here either. It is not going to be perfect. It's not going to be like, ooh, like, you know, I don't know. People just have this fairy tale, this fantasy of like, what it is, what it is, and there's parts of it that are our fairy tale that is just yeah. beautiful and whimsical and just magical. It's just like, oh, but it's still work and yeah. it's still tough, and it's still things that you're going to have to grow through together and like for yourself, whatever. We could talk about this all day, yeah. But the main thing is just don't look at what anybody else have going on. If you're 35 and there's still things that you haven't accomplished. I'm 35 and there's a lot of things that I have not accomplished that mm-hmm. I would still like to accomplish that I'm constantly working on every day. And, you know, I'm going to get there. I believe I'm going to get there. So you just have to have that kind of faith in yourself. And like, I'm, thank God I'm not where I'm at. Thank God I am not where I was at at 25. Like, you don't want to be in the same place. Please. You want to grow, you want to evolve, you want to develop, you want to move forward, up and up and up and up and up, whatever that looks like for you. So I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) We could talk about this for a really long time. So we have to do another episode where we just talk about it. Right. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you guys. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram at somebody's mama pod. Um, And if you guys are watching on I'm about to say Facebook. If you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you guys subscribe and leave a comment below. Let us know what you think about the episode. Share with a friend who you think could benefit from this. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.